Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word, let us take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for what you have done for us in our lives, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you continue to show yourself faithful, Lord, and that you never leave us or forsake us. Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit who leads us into all things, Lord, and guides us in all truth, Lord, and that we don't have to try to figure out if we should take the advice that you're giving us, Lord, but we know that it's true and it's good, and it's only for our good, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for those who are listening to this podcast, Lord, and we just thank you that you're touching their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. Glad to have you with us as we continue our study of the Bible, and specifically in the book of Acts. We're in chapter 20, and we'll be discussing the first 12 verses. So if you're just joining us for this section, or um, if you would like to refresh yourself on the scriptures, I recommend that you pause the episode now and just give yourself the time and opportunity to, to read through refresh yourself on the scriptures, remind yourself of, of the word and what's discussing or what's going to be discussed to better follow along. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And now, let us open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and of course, to ask any questions that you may have. So who'd like to begin? I will. Okay, thanks, Promise. Okay, Promise. Okay, so the Lord's talking to me about um, how when Paul, where it said that Paul, instead of going to Syria, he went to uh, Macedonia. And so the Lord is showing me that with that most people today, they only think about, they say if it's something's gained by um, natural knowledge, they go, no, no, that can't be right. And then they try to look for a more spiritual route. And... <laughs> As a result, the Lord reminded me of uh, Mr. Dean. I gave an example of, I believe it was a hurricane or flood, and it was a guy who was on a rooftop, and then a whole bunch of other things came to rescue him. He said, no, no, it has to be a helicopter to save me. But, <laughs> oh, okay. The story yes. of the good Christian. Okay, yes, go ahead. Tell us the, 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 real, <laughs> the real account of that, okay. of that parable. Or So... A flood came, right, where this person was, and eventually it starts filling up the house. So they eventually get on the rooftop, and the Lord sends people, right? Sends a boat, come across, tells them, hey, just jump in, and we'll get out of here. We'll get to safety, right? No, no, the Lord will save me, he says. I trust the Lord. He'll save me, right? And then a plane comes, or a helicopter, excuse me. It was a helicopter. Helicopter comes, says, hey. We'll throw down a raft, so we or a raft, a um, a life buoy, and then we can lift you up. We can airlift you out of here and get you to safety. Nope, nope, nope. Lord's got it. He's gonna he's gonna come rescue me. I trust the Lord. And then a ship comes, shows how much water is there. Said, hey, hey, we'll pull you up. Come on, we're gonna get you out of here. Oh no, nope. The Lord's got it. He's gonna he's gonna rescue me. He's gonna save me. And then eventually the person drowns. And he gets to heaven, and he's upset with the Lord. And he says, Lord, I trusted you. Why didn't you rescue me? And the Lord says, I sent you a boat? I sent you a helicopter? 
and I sent you a ship. What more did I need to do? So as a matter of perspective, right? What is our perspective towards the Lord and what he's doing? Are we able and willing to recognize all the things that he provides along the way? And it's a continuation off our conversation in the previous episode. Is our misperception resulting in our blaming the Lord? Is our our inability or unwillingness to recognize what's at play here? Is it something we've sown in our own life? Is it the hand of the enemy moving and trying to come against us to understand the schemes of the enemy? Or, and or, are we seeing what the Lord is doing in spite of the what we're our natural eyes and ears seeing here concerning the situation? Will we be like Job, who did not sin and did not blame God? Even when he received, I'll say, advice on the contrary. Even from his own spouse telling him to curse God and die. It says yes. very pleasant in chapter 2, where he says, In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. Which is the same thing we see with Paul, right? Yes. Yes. So... I love that you brought that up. Uh, please continue with your thoughts, sir. And the Lord's reminding me of how, um, especially a lot of things inside of a Christian's life, they disqualify almost everything that the Lord sends for them and say, no, that's not spiritual enough. And the Lord's reminding me of how if they, most Christians, they expect something supernatural from directly from heaven instead of a natural thing. And the Lord's as in, the Lord working through a human to save them. And the Lord's reminding me of how they often go, well, that was a human, so that must have been themselves, so they can't do it for themselves. The Lord has to do it himself. And the Lord's reminding me that he had, not that he can't do it himself, but he also has to allow other people to bless you. He's determined a way that things will be done. And each case will be different. Right. Mm -hmm. But his help is his help. And it is his business to determine the way he wants to help us. And it's our business to have faith and to believe God and to believe the best about him and receive the ability to perceive what he's doing from the Holy Spirit. Sometimes um, we think so naturally because of previous experience or because of environmental factors of how it was before, et cetera, et cetera, how we grew up, what we were shaped um, by listening to or experiencing that we try to limit God to fit into what our idea is. And that's not who God is. That's not how he operates. And that's not even ever going to be the case. He's always and only going to be who he said he is. Now I can limit God in my own life by what I say about him or by mm-hmm. what, I, or by what I allow him to be for me, but he is always exactly who he says he is. So being, um, derailed by the fact that things don't look the way we think they should look um, is is something that uh, Christians definitely have to consciously be aware of and work to move past it, to put their perspective on what did God want? 
what does God intend, but coming from a place of believing that he is only good and he only does good things for us. Promise you had something else you wanted to say, baby? It then the Lord reminded me of how, um, I forget where it is, but says that the devil himself, um, rescues as an angel of light. And the mm-hmm. Lord reminded me of how that the devil himself will seem to this. I have air quotes, um, seem to be supernatural. Then when you try to take it, it's actually false. Mm-hmm. And the Lord reminded me that we have to test every spirit and, mm-hmm. The Lord remind me that we're um we're given a whole a lot of defenses inside of the Bible and one of those is knowing who the Lord is and that He always sends someone to save us and whoever He sends the Lord always confirm. Mm-hmm. And the Lord remind me of especially if if you're supposed to be um if you're playing basketball and you're supposed to be defending your part of the court and then you see someone coming towards you then you just stop playing and then say oh man they already won. That person is not going to stop. They're just going to keep continue. And that's what many Christians do when they believe that. Um, when they say that the Lord doesn't completely hear them. And they say, oh, the devil's already won. And then as a result, because they give up, the devil wins. Hmm. Well, amen. Continue to persevere. The Lord has already ensured and guaranteed our victory through Christ Jesus. And we have to enforce that victory. Go ahead, Promise. Yeah, that was the key word, enforce, not forfeit. Exactly, exactly. But we And make sure we take the fight to the correct direction. Mm -hmm. It's not people that are our problem. It's the spirit behind it. If they're not operating by God's spirit, it's the spirit behind it that's the problem. And that's as simple as binding and loosing and casting the devil out. I mean, that's... That's the the most basic part of it. And the, sometimes we do have to endure and persevere. Amen. But that is, the victory has already been won for us by Christ Jesus. But it doesn't mean that we just lay down and go to sleep. And it doesn't mean that we forfeit by quitting either. Mm-hmm. Now, the scripture you, you mentioned, sir, about the devil masquerading as an angel of light is in 2 Corinthians 11, 14 and 15. Okay. Okay. Just Thank for you, yourself and for the listeners. So, what else? Or or were you done? I had something else. Okay, we'll continue, sir. And the Lord's um, reminding me of how a lot of Christians, um, they believe when the, when the Lord gives them confirmation, they believe that it's only, that has to be peace on the outside as well as on the inside. And as, for, as in, if there's persecution going on, they say, well, there's persecution going on, so I'm not sure they believe that that's the peace that they should be looking for. And the Lord reminded me of how the peace that they should be looking for is on the inside. And the Lord reminded me, um, Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians that we're God's temple. Mm. And how because we're God's temple and the Lord lives inside of us, we know that the Lord will always give us assurance of what we're supposed to do. And it doesn't always mean... That's going to be the outside because the Lord lives in us. It'll be, um, there's two options. There's going to be peace on the outside as well as on the inside and peace on the inside, but not seemingly peace on the outside. Mm -hmm. But we know that the Lord always provide an exit for us. Amen. Amen. And I know that's a, a natural thing that we, I would say instinctively want to go towards things being peaceful on the outside of us. You know, we, we appreciate the inward inward peace, but 
we want to make things be smooth on the outside. And the Lord, that's what he was talking about. He didn't call us to, you know, everybody sing Kumbaya, because that can only happen if you acquiesce and agree with the world system. Well, well, a believer consistently always, no one's bothering you kind of deal. But he told us that there would be persecution. He told us that there would be um, challenging times that would we would need to endure by faith. He let us know that. Um, so we shouldn't shy away from it. That doesn't mean that we look for trouble, like we were talking about in the previous podcast, Paul going around looking for a fight, you know, you saying, you looking at me and, you know, trying to knuckle up every chance he gets, but also not being afraid when the adversary is stirring things up around us and knowing how to deal with it properly so that we can continue with the peace and the authority that God has already given us. What we have on the inside, that's the fruit of the spirit, that peace. And then when our ways are pleasing to to God, he said he would even cause our enemies to be at peace with us. But sometimes that means we pick up that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Sometimes it means we endure as people are being used by the adversary. And we, while we're dealing with the, the spiritual component behind it, because He's already given us a victory, but we have to enforce that. So either way it goes, we should have peace and confidence knowing that we already have the victory and that God is with us. Go ahead, promise. Then the Lord remind me of 2 Corinthians 5, verses 16 through um, verses 18, where it talks about that, that we're a new creature inside of Christ and inside of the Gospels, it talks about how that because we're not of the world, that the that the world will be at enmity with us. Mm-hmm. And the Lord showed me that um, because we will be at enmity, that we can't expect to look for, always expect for peace to be on every side and then mm-hmm. say that that's peace. And the Lord reminded me of inside the Bible, it says that why does it, um, gate that leads to hell but narrows the way that mm-hmm. leads to life mm-hmm. and because we know that's why it'll be easy to follow it'll seem like um mommy gives the example that you see little bunnies hopping around inside of a <laughs> nice looking pasture but when you come across the come around the corner they're swinging pendulums and other traps waiting for you that's right that's how it looks. That's how the adversary goes through great lengths to make his his pathway look. It looks like this is the fun way. This is going to be awesome. It's so much easier. Yeah. The, the part that you could see. Mm-hmm. And right, right behind that, there's as soon as you swords and spears. Cross that and threshold. He's like, aha, Fire gotcha. and lava and the floor is lava. And, exactly. Yeah. Spikes are coming out of the right. ceiling. The walls are closing <laughs> in to smush you. And he's like, aha, now I got you. That's what the adversary is always trying to do. And to appeal to the natural senses to go, look, look at those bunnies. Don't they look so cute? And the birds are chirping. Tweet, 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 tweet. Oh, they're so sweet. Look, oh, that perfect ray of sunshine. Um, That could be on your face. It's California every day. Look at that. <laughs> and then as soon as you bite and as soon as you indulge, the, the bear trap clamps on your foot. And then the rest of it is closing in to finish you off. But God's way, when you look at the way the Lord says, Take your take up your cross and follow me. Lay down your perfect will. You're like, oh, that sounds harsh. That looks like a desert. That can't be the right way. Exactly. (laughs) It looks like a desert over there. It looks like the tumbleweeds are going. The wind is so harsh, and you know icicles and and the drought is happening all at the same time. But but it's also the opposite (laughs) of what many have been taught, right? Mm -hmm. Many have just been taught. Oh well, when you come into crisis, 
it's kumbaya and we're all just going to sit here by the campfire and roast marshmallows and kick our feet back and we're going to go mm-hmm. on, on these nature walks, right? And just everything's going to be great, nature grand, walks, and groovy, yeah. right? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and no, the Lord's like, this is what I asked you to do. Mm-hmm. I asked you to go down a hard road. And even when it looks hard, you know, from my own personal experience, what I've found is that it seems hard when I look at it from my natural eyes. But then so when I get easier. on the path, I'm like, okay, all I need to do is control myself. That's the biggest factor is controlling myself and believing God and continuing. That's I, the biggest thing that I run into in my walk with Jesus Christ. But then I'm like, oh, well, shoo, the devil has no claim here. Shoo, the right? devil has no claim there. He can't touch me. He can try to stir up trouble around me, but as long as I don't indulge or and give engage in, or in my right, flesh, exactly. as long as I don't quit, and if I take up the armor of God and I use it the way it's meant to be used, I'm going to keep going on. And it, it doesn't mean... And you will find it's so much easier it's than, than paying, the other path. It's so much easier than paying the penalty of sin. Amen. Because no one ever told me how much sin was actually going to cost. They just said, oh, here, here, do it. it it's going to be great. But then the fine print comes out and that swinging pendulum with the big axe blade at the end of it and the the rock rolling down to smush you and the, the sharks jumping across <clears throat> trying to bite you and all of that other stuff, the flaming, uh, the flamethrower that's coming out, all of that, no one said, no one articulated, yeah, your life's going to suck, really, and you're going to be in bondage. Oh, there's that, I'm sorry, your life is going to be terrible and you're going to be in bondage. No one tells you that, the adversary certainly doesn't. But God promises life and a good life and the yoke that he puts on us is not bondage, but it's easy. And the burden that he puts on us is purely the burden of love. And it's simple. Just if you love him, keep his commandments. That's the easiest thing all day long. Uh, Promise, go ahead. In the Lord Miami of Revelations and at the end of chapter three, where it talks about the rewards that go to each church if they overcome. Mm-hmm. And Lord's remind me of how it said overcome, not if you just fall over like a um, limp noodle, but <laughs> you actually have to overcome and stand. And overcoming is not just standing there and waiting for the storm to blow out. It's pressing forward inside the Lord. Amen. And it's going according to the method and the plan and the manner that God said. You know, um, we talked in our Christmas special about Jesus. He has always been... Amen the angel of the Lord, right? That Mm -hmm. was who he was before he put on flesh. And his role was to command the angel armies. And he he was down to deliver the message of the father and to to take care of things, right? He was always sent, but he wasn't a um, a weak or um, failing God. He's always been victorious and he's always done spiritual battle. He's always been taking care of um, as far as putting the devil under his feet and all of those things. And so we as his people have to understand that and we have to be ready to wage war according to the spiritual side of things. And not, I'm not talking about um, the war that, you know, you win a little, you you give a little, you lose a little. No, I'm not talking about that um, give and take where we're, we're playing around with the adversary. But I'm talking about looking at things and going after it just the way the Lord does. You get the command from the Father, you hear what Holy Spirit has to say to you, and then you apply the word of God and you speak from your mouth the, the only the very things that God is saying. And, and you, you do only the things that God is doing. That's right. And you put and keep the adversary in his place, which is under your feet. Now, I can't put the devil under your feet for you. You have to do that. And I have to do it in my life. But that's, that's what we're supposed to be doing and continuing, continuing the work of liberating our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and fellow people 
hey, here's Christ. That's the good news that you don't have to live with this and you don't have to tolerate the adversary's nonsense. Amen. You have victory in Christ Jesus and through his word. Well, and that's, that's 2 Corinthians 2.14, right? Now, thanks be to God who all always... Always, that's an absolute. Always, Always, yes. absolutely. So only leads us in triumph. That's right. In Christ. Glory to God. Not and, without him. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Amen. But the key part that he always leads us in triumph. So we, if we want to operate in victory, then we have to do it his way. Amen. And as we're going around in victory, for the people that are coming to Christ, they'll be drawn in. Amen. They'll smell that freak, that sweet, sweet fragrance of mm-hmm. him. Ah, oh, yes, I need to go to life. And the people that are pre um, have already chosen and determined in their heart that they are determined to go away from God, we will stink like God. And that's okay. I'll take that. Hey. But the ones who are made to be drawn will be drawn. Amen. Amen. So let's continue to operate in victory. Glory to God. (laughs) Now, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the good things that you have satisfied us with, Lord. We thank you for the long life that you have shown us, Lord, and will continue to show us, God. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord, that they are being blessed, that they are overcoming by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony of your goodness and faithfulness in their lives, God. And we just thank you for all those things. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day.